Hi, everybody. This is Tony Kahn, the producer and director of Morning Stories from WGBH in Boston. Over the years that I've been doing Morning Stories, I've learned to appreciate something about the art of listening. And in today's Morning Story, I had the privilege of sitting down for an hour with a true master of that art, a woman named Ginny Mazur, who with every day is learning more and more about what there is to listen to in her own life as she goes deaf. We call her story Losing My Hearing. When I first started to lose my hearing, I got hearing aids. One of the biggest surprises that I had was that the directional signal on my car made a sound. Imagine a symphony orchestra. It's like you can't hear either highs or lows. The violins or the basses. Sounds become muddled and override one another. It's it's not quiet. It's often clangy and clashing and confusing. Kind of like the lid of a trash can as it bangs together. Initially, you really feel like your world is shrinking and shifting. What was once uh, utterly familiar and commonplace, that's no longer accessible. I've already said goodbye to a lot of birds. I miss them. I miss the sound of the, the leaves rushing in the trees. Um, I, I don't hear that. Kids, I've lost much of an ability to hear. I don't know if I'm going to completely lose the human voice. That would be the, the hardest thing to lose. Yeah. I still have some recordings of my husband's voice, which I listen to, and though there's just elements of his voice that I can perceive, um, there's incredible familiarity Lovable, lovable, sweet <laughs> teacher and musician. The person most dear to me. Bob died uh, over three years ago. Since he died, um, I feel like I wish I had a reprieve from Mother Nature around loss. You know, all right already. And that's not the way it's, it's going. I think I'm saying goodbye to the hearing world altogether. I have to ask people for help. And I become, I become more human on account of that, to seeing that other people need help. I have a sense now that 
you know, things things don't last in life. So it's important to to love and to care about um, what's important right now. There's a lot more to pay attention to. I can see the twinkle in your eye a lot more than I would have been paying attention because I'd just be listening to your voice. It doesn't make me as sad as I would have thought a while back because of the things that any of us would do, I think, naturally to try to, to stay connected with one another. My mom used to have a little um, poster on the wall of her kitchen that said, bless this mess. We kids thought this was the queerest thing. Now when I think back, and now looking at my life, I think I have a, a little bit more of a clue of what she was trying to get at. We are human. I don't want it to be perfect. Because then I'm afraid I'll forget that pain that comes out of love. Honey, you are loved. Carry that with you wherever you go. was Ginny Mazur with today's morning story, Losing My Hearing. And I'm sitting here with Gary Mott. It makes me think about how I lost some of the dexterity in my right hand and my, my right leg. Um, and I see other people, how they, they talk with their hands, mm. they're expressive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, with their hands. And I think, boy, I would, I would love to be able to do that the accident kind of cut down your body language. I never really thought about that, but Ginny pointed out, you don't go through life, you don't live Mm -hmm. to be a certain age without a a profound loss. Somebody I know once said, you know, we don't go all at once, we go in pieces. And uh, it's a a constant mourning for parts of ourselves. In Ginny's case, the mourning is also a trip out into the world for all of the things that she can appreciate in in some way, if a different way, just as deeply. This reminds me of a line from my favorite poet, uh, William Butler Yeats, that leapt out of the page the first time I read it. He says, life is love and a continual farewell. Hmm. And boy, Ginny's story puts such meat and bones into that line for me. I know a couple who uh, are both blind they live alone. They both have jobs. Mm-hmm. They walk to the train every day. And I think I can only imagine the struggles that they face on a day-to-day basis. Mm. I knew a blind guy. I met him in college. I used to read to him freshman year. We both mm-hmm. fall asleep to Henry James. <laughs> <laughs> he was devoted to acting as if he was not blind. He would walk across the campus without a stick. <laughs> he would... Uh, have his socks all worked out for him for which color of shirt for every day. 
he ended up living next to me years after we graduated from college, and he had married a blind woman, mm-hmm. and they had a sighted child. One day, when their daughter was about three years old, they put a bell around her neck so that they could hear if she was getting near the street, and then they could rush over and, and pull her back to the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. One day, I saw her walking down the street, holding her father's hand and leading him. And it was the only time I ever saw him let anybody lead him. Hmm. And there was this incredible smile on his face, which I'd never seen before. How important it also is to ask for help, as Ginny does. It's absolutely true. You get closer to someone when you ask for help. You know, I think about sixth grade, you know, asking, you know, one of my buddies in gym class to help me zip up my pants. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> what an uncool thing yeah. for a, a sixth grader to do, but I, I just, I couldn't physically do it. Yeah. You know, recently I asked Lori to help me trim my nails. She said, you know, you, you've never told me that this is hard for you before. And I think she felt connected to me on on yet another level. Wow, Gary. So, what allowed you to do that? Sometimes, you know, I just don't have the energy or I, I'm too tired or... Too I, tired to ask for help. Huh? Too tired to throw that burden on someone else. But you know, you just said it yourself earlier. It's not a burden. Well, that's... It's, yeah. It's that's not right. a burden for somebody else. That's right. It's a lift. At the end of our conversation, Ginny said something really wonderful to me. She said, you know, Tony, by the time you're done with this story, I may not be able to hear it. Is there anything you can do to allow people who are deaf to get to this story? I know you can't do it on the radio, but is there anything like deaf radio? Mm -hmm. And I said, Ginny, I should have thought of this myself, but of course there is. You know, there's there's the internet, and, and what we're going to do is make the text of Ginny's story available as part of our RSS feed. And I also did a little video, which we're going to make available on the website for both people who can hear and who can't hear. WGBH.org slash Morning Stories. The video is there. All of our Morning Stories are there as well in our archive. Morning Stories at WGBH.org. We're definitely playing around with the video. We're certainly enjoying it. If you are, we'll keep it up and make more videos available. First and foremost, though, the story is the voice of our storytellers, however however we get it to you. Um, and we will be back with another morning story very soon. So take care. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Tony, I've noticed that we've kept our eyes closed Absolutely. this entire time. The power of the human voice. Maybe it's also because <laughs> we're in such a small room here, you know, looking into your blue eyes when you're, you know, one foot away from me. Maybe that would freak me out. Three years and you don't know that my eyes are green. <laughs> Gotta open your eyes a little bit more, Gary.